Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs. This is episode 23, which we are recording on Tuesday, November 13. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And what are you wearing? What am I wearing? I am wearing my Owl's sweater, which is a pattern that was written by Kate Davies. That was a boo kitty sneeze (laughs) in the background. (laughs) And my Owl's sweater, I knit last January. In fact, Gail and I were just saying that it was one of the first projects I think we talked about on the podcast. podcast. (laughs) And I knit mine a little bit differently. I believe looking at the pattern page. Now, this pattern was originally a free pattern. And then at some point, she rewrote it, changed it, and it became a for a pattern for purchase. And I knit mine from the pattern that I still had in my library, right. which was the, the original free version. free version. So I don't know what changed, what was different. And then I continued to change it because I ended up knitting mine top down instead of bottom up, which was the way it was in the original pattern that I had. Don't know. I assume it's the same currently in the purchase pattern. Not sure. But I made mine top down and I made it tunic length. Mine is made in Cascade 128 Tweed. And it was a it was a project that was driven by a sale yarn purchase. Uh, Do you yep, remember that? Because I bought the purple. <laughs> yeah. The yarn was on sale for a really good price. I loved this color, having used a similar color in Cascade 220 for another project, and purchased the yarn, not knowing what I was going to make. Quickly found the owl's Boo's coming over to say hello oh if you goodness. hear purring <laughs> kitty noises. Kittens haven't learned that cats don't go on the table <laughs> yet, have they? Kitten hasn't learned. Anyway, my owl's sweater continues to be one of my favorite sweaters today. As I mentioned, I made mine tunic length. I wear it with jeans. I wear it with my just my black stretchy pants. <laughs> I don't know what you call these yoga pants. <laughs> And it's great. And I love love the way you did the owl's eyes. Oh, I did do the owl's eyes with little seed beads. And they're clear beads, so they just kind of glow. Do they have like a metallic lining on the inside? I don't think they do. I think they're just clear. The way they flash They just catch the light. Yeah. And I, I did the little beads instead of the buttons. And that's the only other difference. And that sweater is still in my queue because of Charlene's very cute version, (laughs) but I have not found the perfect yarn for it yet. And I do actually want to make another one of these. I keep going back and looking and seeing the long sleeve versions that people have made out of the eco wool, the Cascade Mm -hmm. eco wool, kind of an over sweater, something that, or a sweater that you'd wear over a t-shirt. And in our climate, it could be a sweater, an outerwear sweater yeah. that, you know, that we would wear instead of a jacket in the wintertime. So I may make one of those at some point, but I love my owls. It's very cute. <laughs> and here comes Boo again, sniffing the microphone. Nope, 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 nope. I'm wearing two knit objects today. I'm wearing my pink bow scarf, which was the drops pattern, little shawlette pattern that I love. And I'm wearing my A-Day cardigan by Cerulea Rose, which is a free pattern on Ravelry. 
It came out in October 2010, and I knit my version in March of 2011. The yarn I use is an Elan.com yarn. It's Peruvian Highland Bulky Yarn, and I really like it. It's a perfect sweater to put on, and I feel kind of stylish when I'm wearing it. Yeah, so it's nice. I really like it. It has lots of cables. And it's an open front cardigan, which typically, as you probably have guessed from all of our previous episodes, my open front cardigans don't seem to get as much wear because they <laughs> don't stay on my body the way I like. But this one always stays exactly where it's oh, supposed really? to be. So, yes, I really That's like this sweater. Know. Yeah, I would actually knit it again I in like a different it. color yarn, perhaps, if I found a yarn I like. But because, because it's bulky yarn, it was a very quick knit. It was quick, and I remember... You tried a lot of yarn, so you were looking at a lot of yarns before you selected the yarn you finally made it in. Well, the stitches, February 2011, I was there with the express purpose of buying yarn for this sweater, but as I've discovered at Stitches West, they don't often have bulky yarns, so I don't know if it's because of our climate or maybe it's just not a yarn a lot of people purchase at least in sweater sweater quantities at shows like that. Hmm. But I remember coming home from Stitches being very sad that I didn't have the yarn (laughs) to knit the sweater. So I was shopping online, I think, that very night. And shortly thereafter, found the yarn. Really like it. It's a light gray. And it's just really pretty. It is a a bit sheddy and a bit pilly, but not horribly. No, I don't think so. Yeah. And it's a really popular pattern, too. I don't know how many projects there are, but I remember hearing... A lot of podcasters making the sweater. And and you I, still hear it. Yeah. 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 Talked about a lot. It yeah, is a very, definitely. very popular sweater. Well, it's because it's so pretty. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's what I'm wearing. And what are you stalking this week? What am I stalking? I'm stalking a couple of things. I haven't been doing a lot of stalking. But when I was just kind of... I'm... In the, at the point right now where I need to start planning what my next project is. Oh, I so, that. yes. <laughs> so, I have been looking at patterns that are in my queue and looking at projects made from these patterns, obviously, and trying to decide which one is going to be the next it project. Amongst them, Walpole by Hannah Fedig, which I have mentioned before, Meridian by Hohi Locatelli. And then I kind of stumbled upon another pattern that I'm completely unfamiliar with called Francis Revisited. Oh, I've seen that one. Have you seen that one? Mm -hmm. It's kind of surprising because it's a free pattern and there are 1,200 projects on Mm -hmm. Ravelry. So a lot of people have made it. There are a lot of projects to look at, a lot of yarn options. So I downloaded the pattern and started looking at it. And it looks like a basic top-down raglan sleeve pullover with a big cowl neck. There's a few things that I'm not sure about with this pattern. One of them is that the original pattern, or the original sample, I should say, that the designer used for the pattern was not made in a commercially available yarn. Oh. So you really have to look at the yarns that other people have used. She does give some suggestions of yarns. But it's 
it's one of those things I'm just not sure about. The gauge is kind of odd to me because she recommends a worsted weight yarn. And we were talking about this with lemongrass. It's just knit really loosely because the, the gauge for this also, I believe, is 13 stitches to 4 inches. Oh, okay. But she recommends a worsted weight. So that's really, really loose. Okay, so that can be changed. I understand that all of that is is doable. Manageable. It's, it's all manageable. But I was looking at the pattern, and the pattern had some misspellings and some typos in it. And, uh. <laughs> and you know, I it's a free pattern, and I'm certainly not criticizing because it is a free pattern. And for a free pattern, you know, kudos to whoever puts it together and puts it out there. And obviously it's a pattern that lots of people can use if there are 1,200 projects on Ravelry. Right. So I have to think about it. It's But the style is something that looks really warm and comfy and cozy. And I seem to be using that phrase a lot the well, last few episodes, comfy, cozy. <laughs> that sort of reminds me of your ingenue a little bit. It does, but with a big cow. And in fact, when I was looking at it, that was the one thing I was thinking if I didn't want to knit it with such a loose fabric or to knit it in a bulkier yarn to get that gauge, I could probably knit a big cowl onto an ingenue sweater. Oh, that's true. And get something very similar to that. Yeah. So that's another option too. So the last thing that I have been stocking is the Tangled Yoke Cardigan by Uni Zhang, which I have mentioned here before, I have the yarn in my stash waiting to knit this sweater. And I just need to swatch, pull it out, make it happen. <laughs> but I pulled out the magazine last night to look at the pattern. It's from the Interweave Knits Fall 2007 edition. So of course I'm looking through it, looking through it. And this particular issue was one of those fabulous issues where you want to knit everything where there must have been about yeah 10 sweaters in there that I kind of said oh I want to do this or 10 projects I should say I want to do that and I remember hearing lots of other people talking about this issue too I think this is one of those legendary issues that okay, people are always loves. trying to get a hold of because there are so many good projects well when you opened it when you took it out of the stack i love the tilted duster on oh, the yes. front of it tilted duster and i believe the minimalist cardigan is in here there's lots of patterns that you oh cobblestone pullover lots of ones lots of patterns that we've heard of okay before and you can obviously purchase now as individual patterns oh, that's right okay. but this was just a really good issue and so something that i don't remember noticing the first time around is the snowball hat. That which is so cute. It is really cute. It kind of looks it's, like our microphone. Yes. <laughs> it's a, a, as the name says, it's a, a, a hat by Katie Himmelberg. And it has a cable and twisted stitch pattern. And it's topped with a giant pom-pom. I don't know if I would make the giant pom-pom for myself. I always have problems getting pom-poms to stay in the right place oh it does make the hat kind of droop <laughs> but it's really cute it's super cute it is really cute i may try it but i think i'm gonna make this hat i don't i haven't decided about the pom-pom yet if i have enough yarn i might try it see if i can sew it on but i think i'm gonna make the hat one way or the other because 
It's, it's super hot cute. season, and I probably have something that I can make it in. And you might not need to make the pom-pom quite as big Quite as, as... big, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like a third the size of it's, her head. Yeah, it's it's a very large, generously sized snowball pom-pom. Generous proportions. <laughs> yes, generous proportions. So that's enough for me. What have you been stocking? Okay, I've been working a lot and not stocking as much mm. because I've been working. So I am still stocking the lemongrass pullover by Hohi Locatelli, and... I'm moving that up from stalking to I'm going to knit the sweater. So I just have to find the right yarn for it. And that finally, just this morning, I decided I'm definitely knitting it because you know how you let all the laundry stack up that needs special washing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, this morning was the day I tackled all of that. And one of the things that I had to wash was a store-bought pullover sweater. And I thought... These are the things I wear all the time. I know I will wear lemongrass if I knit it. Okay. Well, see, that's a good test or a good good way to decide. Yeah. I always tell people to look at your own wardrobe when you're trying to decide. Do you have anything like that garment that you wear all the time? Do you have a need for that garment? So, yay, that's exciting. Yeah, and lemongrass isn't quite like the one I had to hand wash this morning. That has a hood, of course, who would guess, (laughs) and a kangaroo pocket, of course, who would guess. (laughs) But regardless, I will be knitting lemongrass sometime in the future. Yay. And the other thing I am stocking is once again a category. I've been stocking fingerless mitts because it's Christmas time. It's time to knit gifts. And I have a mitt swap I'm participating in. Uh-huh. And if any of you are listening to this episode, I'm not going to say any patterns. <laughs> so you don't know what you're getting. So I'm just stocking that general category, which is oh, really fun funny. because there are so many wonderful fingerless mitt and mitten patterns out there on Ravelry. So it's really fun to stock those because you can see them in almost any color yarn you might happen to want or any yarn base or it's just I love fingerless mitts. So do I. I've been wearing mine a lot. Yeah, I wear them all the time. And now I keep a pair in the car. Yep. Yep. Just in case. In the car, at my desk, next to the television where I knit in the evening. And yeah, I've been... Wearing them just like my hats, so I enjoy knitting them. And sometimes they can be quick and easy instant gratification projects too. Hats are faster, but still, they're pretty fun. Definitely. Definitely. So that's what we're stalking. What are you knitting? Well, I think I'm going to talk about what I have been knitting, I guess, in the what have I finished. (laughs) Because I have just finished the project that I talked about knitting in our last podcast and that's the only thing really that I have been working on and I've finished it so that tells you how dedicated I have been to it so why don't you talk about what you're knitting okay because I've been working so much I haven't been knitting as much but as I discussed on the last episode I did indeed cast on for opposite pole which is a Hohi Locatelli pattern which I am knitting in the Madeline Tosh Erin base, and that's Erin, E-R-I-N. Every time I say Erin, I think people are going to think that's the weight of the yarn, so that's why I spell it. And I'm using the colorway Fragrant, and I, okay, let me begin with the construction of the sweater, which in typical Hohe fashion is just ingenious. You start by knitting the back panel of the sweater, and this sweater is one of the circular style cardigans that you can close in the front, but it's basically a giant circle around your body with sleeves and it starts with 
a rectangular back panel. There are a lot of cables in the pattern and braids and ingeniously, they are reversible. So when you wrap the front of the sweater closed, it has a shawl collar that folds back and the cables along the outside edge of the circle are reversible. So whether the shawl collars flipped back or wrapped up as a hood, the cables look the same. So it's beautiful. Nice. So I've knit the back panel and to knit the rest of the sweater, you actually provisionally cast on and then you knit wedges that connect to oh, okay. the back panel. Okay. Hard to visualize, but once I finally started knitting the wedges, I it clicked. So I started wedge number one last night. There will be lots of wedges before I'm finished, but <laughs> very like interesting knit. Sweater. Well, yeah, but much thicker yarn. Your yeah. traveling sweater was fingering weight, right? It was a sport weight. Okay, but still. But the wedge construction. Yeah, similar. So that has been an enjoyable knit so far. And this morning I took out the remaining skeins of the yarn opened them all up. I was comparing the colors to see what colors I should use next, etc., mm -hmm. and making sure that I was going to blend the yarns so it didn't have one wedge that was obviously right. different from the rest. Right. And, you know, I'm learning that as I go. So <laughs> that was a good exercise to do this morning. The other project I'm knitting is Ruth's Tea. So I talked about that a few episodes ago. It's by Rachel Ivy Clark, and it's from the Interweave Knits Summer 2010 issue. I am knitting that with my birthday yarn from Charlene, which is Malabrigo Sock in the Azules colorway. And I had an adventure weekend, and I cast on for this as part of the adventure weekend. And I just have to say a few words about that because yeah, I'm so proud of my uncle. <laughs> my mother and my two youngest children and I climbed into my mom's car on Friday afternoon and drove south from Santa Cruz towards Los Angeles, which is where my uncle lives, to see him in his play, which is called The Rivals. Very funny play based in the time of George Washington, the first US president. And it's set in Bath, England, and it was very funny. It's a farce on the social caste system of England. And he played one of the main roles. It was put on by the actors gang, troupe which is it was founded and it's directed by the actor tim robbins so it's kind of neat that my uncle hangs out with tim robbins <laughs> on a regular basis so we headed out friday i cast on for a project in the car finished the first part of that project before we arrived in los angeles on saturday morning because we stopped in santa barbara on the way to eat dinner we pulled off of the freeway. We're on the main drive. I said, Mom, look, it's Knitwit, a famous, <laughs> not famous yarn store, but a big yarn, a yarn store right store. there on the main drag in Santa Barbara. <laughs> Unfortunately, we didn't have time to stop, but it was still fun to Aww. just, you know, there's a yarn <laughs> store, oh my gosh, as I have my knitting in my lap. Spent the night in Santa Barbara, drove the rest of the way to Los Angeles the next day, and on Saturday, my uncle played chauffeur, chauffeur sorry about the ding on the phone. I thought it was turned off. <laughs> chauffeur slash tour guide for us and he took us to the Griffith Observatory in Los Angeles mm -hmm. where it was so incredibly blue and beautiful out that we could <laughs> see all the way out to Catalina Island which is 26 miles off the coast so you can imagine the visibility 
Next, we did a drive-by of the La Brea tar pits so my kids could see the bubbling mud puddles. And then we got to go to the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and we were only there about 15 minutes. It was just long enough that the kids could look at the stars and at the Grauman's Chinese Theater. They got to see some of the handprints and things like that. So it was a great, wonderful adventure. We saw the play that night and came home on Sunday. Wow. But on Saturday, while we were waiting for the play to start, I cast on for Ruth's tea. And I love, love, love the yarn. It yeah. is so pretty. That oh, my gosh. Is, and it's just, it feels Soft. so good to work with. Oh, it's delightful. It's really hard for me to imagine people having long-wearing socks made out of that yarn. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. feel like it would stand up to sock no. wear. I, I actually made a pair once because I wanted to see how, how they durable. wear up. and. And I don't wear them often because I'm afraid they're not going to last Yeah, I <laughs> don't want to put holes in them. But they do feel great. Yeah, it's a delightful yarn. It's my first time knitting with Malabrigo Sock. And so far, I have only knit the collar, which is about an inch of knit two purl one ribbing. And I went to start the lace and can't find my eight inch circular size three needles anywhere. I had them out oh. for the swatch on Friday. I took the swatch off of the needles to wash it. And I can't find the needles anywhere. Aww. So that was a moment of frustration yesterday. <laughs> so if anyone finds my needles, please let me know. So that was project number two. And the third thing I'm actually knitting on is what I'm calling my stripey scarf. It is in all the Gale colors in the <laughs> Madeline Tosh MCN Sport Base, MCN being Merino Cashmere Nylon Blend. And I'm using Neon Rose, leftover from my Corazon. I'm using Button Jar Blue, Limeade, smokestack gray and ultramarine violet as mm -hmm. the purple this is ridiculous ridiculously loosely based on the rayures pattern by amy miller amy miller i just cannot speak <laughs> amy miller is the designer who did the pendulum shawlette and oh, okay. she did the rayures cow for quinson company it's a five dollar for purchase pattern on ravelry and that's what inspired me to knit this that has much thinner stripes and there are longer stretches of the same color inter interweaved kind of between the stripes mine took off on its own different path because i started this this is the third iteration of oh, this really? before <laughs> i got to a width i liked and a series of stripes i liked and striped widths that i liked and max has been a great help because he'll tell me oh no those colors don't look good together so <laughs> i think i'm finally on the way to having this be perfect and it's just i'm doing a double thickness so i can knit it in the round and it's perfect work knitting. So I'm teaching a lot of right. classes this week and you I can, can just knit go, go, and not go, even go. look. Yeah. So yeah, I'm definitely I love the colors. I'm gonna be super happy with this as an FO. I already know it. So those are the three things that I'm actively knitting. Now I'm gonna crinkle my page and turn it. So now you get to tell us about what you finished. What have I finished? Okay. So this is a combo what have you I been knitting? knitting. <laughs> what 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 have I been working on for the last two weeks? And what has and it has culminated in what I have finished, Yay. which is the Dragonflies pullover sweater by Hohi Locatelli. I knit mine in merino stretch yarn that has been in my stash for years and years and years and years and years. And years. So I'm exceedingly happy. That is awesome. Happy. happy to have found the perfect use for it. I have decided that this yarn makes 
just amazing fabric it sure for feels pullovers. Soft. Oh, it's delightful. Because it's got so much stretch that you can easily get it on over your head. You can make it somewhat fitted, but not feel constricted in any way whatsoever. I absolutely love it. And I think, unfortunately, well, yes, I know for sure that unfortunately this yarn has been discontinued. I may try to <laughs> grab some of it on a stash sale. We'll see if that works out. But let's see, I had approximately seven balls of this yarn, I believe. Some of it, I had started, I had more to start and I had, I have been digging into stash and using it for hats and cowls for gifts for people because as I mentioned I hadn't found the perfect project for it so I had partial balls I don't know I didn't weigh it didn't bother to weigh them but I just kind of winged it figured okay this it just felt like the never-ending yarn to me so I figured I had to have had enough and as it turned out when I was knitting down the second sleeve, I started to worry that I wasn't going to have enough <laughs> to finish the collar. I was lucky, I did have enough. I ended up with just less than a quarter of a ball, I think, left. So it was just so perfect. It was You can just, knit a matching headband. It was just, I could. It was just meant to be though. I just really feel like it was just absolutely meant to be because it worked out so, so perfect. But I love this sweater. Love it, love it, love it. It's really the yarn I, sque I squoze, squeezed. <laughs> Her sweater, like the Charmin, for those of you who oh, are around yeah. for those commercials. Yeah. When she held it up, I just had to squeeze it. It looks so squishy and delightful. Yeah, and I think I'll have lots of opportunities to wear this. As I mentioned here in Santa Cruz, oftentimes we wear pullover sweaters that in other climates are sweaters that people wear under an overcoat we wear sweaters here a lot of times as our outerwear garment because our climate's milder and i think i'm going to be able to do that a lot this winter i'm very very happy so what would you say you did differently in your version than i did on my dragonflies the first most obvious difference is that i made mine longer than gail made hers i made mine as long as ho he called for in the pattern and then I might have had to have, I haven't measured it to be honest, but I might have had to have go a row or two longer just because she gives you two places in the graph where she recommends you end, which I believe is right before a twist or just so that you get a completed Dragon motif. Fly, yeah. yeah. So you don't end up with half on the bottom, which makes sense. And it visually... I think, yeah, that's how you'd want it. So I did, I ended on one of the recommended rows, and I'd have to measure it, but I think it's about the length that she recommends, which is longer than Gail made hers. And you, did you make yours long sleeves? I did three-quarter sleeves. You, okay, Gail did three-quarter sleeves. I went ahead and did the full long sleeve, which I'm really happy with. And I also made the full collar. And did you right. make a shorter no, I, collar? Yeah, I did a shorter she, collar, Gail too. did a shorter collar. So mine just looks bigger because it's longer <laughs> longer sleeves big collar but i'm very happy with it i'll wear it a lot well and in hindsight mine is too short so i was telling charlene <laughs> before we started recording i have another ball about a ball and a quarter left of the rowan calmer 
I used for my version, and I'm going to tear out the bottom and do another dragonfly motif mm. on the bottom because it's just too short. I constantly yeah. pull it down, and it's yeah. just silly. Yeah. I love the length of this collar, too. feels really good on. It's not quite a turtleneck, mm -hmm. and it's not quite a crew neck. It's a little bit in between, but it feels really good. Yeah, that yarn would feel really nice up against your does. neck. Oh my gosh. It really does. It really does. You know, and as I I think I mentioned last time, this yarn is 50% merino, approximately 50% merino and 50% acrylic content. And it doesn't feel anything it like acrylic, though. It doesn't feel anything like acrylic. And I have to say, for acrylic, I'm beyond happy. I know acrylic has a bad name in some circles, and a lot of people just off the bat don't like to use acrylic. But this yarn feels really good. Well, there are definitely some acrylics that you feel and go, eh! <laughs> yes, there definitely are. There definitely are. But this one is a very nice one. Yeah, I like it. So that's the main thing that I have been knitting on. Well, the only thing, really, that I have been knitting on. And, and a beautiful F.O. Beautiful F.O. I haven't seen her it. wear it yet. I haven't I put it on yet. Hopefully I will be able <laughs> I to I was see actually weaving in some ends still when Gail got here. Yep. <laughs> okay, and I have finished two things, and in the typical, bizarre, coincidental fashion that Charlene and I always seem to have, my first F.O. is a pattern by Uni Jang. Oh. You just mentioned with the Tangled Yoke cardigan. That's right. That's I don't know right. if you saw me like flip my head back when you said <laughs> Uni Jang. You probably thought I was gesturing at the cat. So these are the End Paper Mitts by Uni Jang. It's a free pattern on Ravelry that's been around since November 2006. And there are 4,116 finished projects. Wow. Yeah, a lot. It is a colorwork pattern. I used... The yarn, same used our yarn, same yarn I used for my pom pom peds, which is the Madeline Tosh MCN fingering in Robin's Egg Blue, and my Spud and Chloe Fine in a dark kind of uh, shimmery gray. And the gray is the main color, the blue is the contrasting color. The cuffs and oh, top and bottom cuffs and the top of the thumb are in the gray. Everything else is in a really, really pretty stranded colorwork pattern. Really I'm nice. I'm very happy with yeah, them. Yeah, these are really nice. The first one I did a little bit differently than the second one because I didn't read the pattern thoroughly, but I don't think Charlene could tell looking at them which one was which. And there's one tiny mistake in the colorwork on one of the mitts. But I, <laughs> I won't, won't tell you where. <laughs> Josie found it because I only held one up for her to find it. So I'm very happy with these. I am keeping them because I love them. They fit my hands perfectly. Yeah, they look like they would fit perfectly. Yeah, and I haven't I even really blocked like them. them. I've already oh, worn them several to. times. Yeah. So I'm super happy with them. Great pattern. If you are in the mood to try stranded color work, if you haven't done it before, great pattern to try it out on. I think the there was okay so with stranded color work there's kind of a guideline that you're not supposed to use one color for more than five ish stitches without wrapping your floats this pattern you never have a need to wrap your floats because you never do more than i think three stitches in any given color that's what i was looking at i yeah. like that i'm sure she did that on purpose it makes the inside look just smooth yeah, and it does uniform look smooth, doesn't it? 
And even though it's fingering white yarn, you kind of have that double layer yes, of yarn. Yes, they're very warm. Because you have the stranding mm-hmm. in the back, so they're going to be very warm. Yes, I love them. Very nice. So, very happy with those. And the second project is finished except for I haven't put on the buttons. These I knit on the drive to and from Los Angeles, and these are the commuter mitts by oh. Stephanie Sun. They're in the Knitty First Fall 2011 issue. And I actually finished these Sunday night after we got home. And I would have finished them in the car, except for I didn't read this pattern very carefully either. (laughs) So I was just chatting with my mom and knitting away as we were driving. And I didn't knit the top part of the cuff long enough on my first mitt. I had it all bound off and thought I was done. And then while I was knitting the second one on the way home, I thought, "Uh Oh, Uh. (laughs) I think I did something wrong here because I had even commented to my mom after I tried the first one on, I said, you know, I'm kind of surprised the, mitt doesn't come up as high on the palm as I expected it to. There's a lot of flesh still showing, and that doesn't make sense because your hand's going to get chilly. Well, it was because I hadn't read the pattern thoroughly enough. So I ripped that out and fixed it Sunday night, and now I have a Christmas present for my older daughter once I get the buttons sewn on. So they're super cute, great pattern, very easy. There's a little cable motif that runs up the outer part of the back of your hand, and then the top, it needs buttons because the top you knit it, you shape it so that the top cuff kind of tapers and gets longer at the top so you can actually fold it down and button it down mm-hmm. and then unbutton it to have a little extra coverage on the back of your fingers nice. when it's really chilly. So, and I knit these with my Cascade 220 that I purchased. This was deep stash for me. I've never <laughs> knit with Cascade 220 before and I've had this ball of yarn in my stash for years and I finally have knit with it. But you have knit with the... Cascade 128. And the 220 Sport White, right? Yes, and two, yeah. uh, is that still 220 Sport? Yeah, it probably is. I think is. they do call it Yeah, that. even though it's not the same right. yardage or something. Right. Yes, but I'd never knit with the 220 Worsted before. Oh, okay. So, And what I didn't think about and should have was my daughter's in college, and she will likely throw these into the washing machine. Oh, so I have to tell her, don't, don't put yeah. them in the washing machine, because yeah. they will felt. It's not right. the superwash version. Right. So... Two pairs of mitts. I'm very happy with both of them. And that's what I have finished. I have one more, actually. Oh, it's so pretty. My Lucy hat <laughs> that you heard me talk about last, was it last podcast? Yeah, the last episode. Two po- or maybe two podcasts. Well, you were, we were stalking, stalking it. it right? And then last podcast, I was knitting it. Well, now I have finally tacked the brim down and it is a wearable finished object. Have you worn it yet? Not out of the house. Okay. <laughs> I wore it in the house a little bit, but that's it. So. Well, I heard it was cold enough here on the weekend that if you were outside, yeah, you would have prob- been wearing was, the hat. It was. It was. So I will be wearing that soon. That's such a cute hat. Yeah. I like it. Today we'd like to do another book review, and this book is called The Shades of Winter, Knitting with Natural Wool, and the author's name is Ingalil Johansson. And the photography was done by Ewa Andinson. This was sent to us by Interweave Press. Interweave Press. And the coolest thing I think about this book is the amazing photography. It was partially shot in a hotel called the Ice Hotel. I looked that up too. <laughs> yeah. 
And <laughs> let me see. I took notes on this. Where are my notes? The, the Ice Hotel is in, in Sweden. Sweden. There it is. Ice Hotel in Sweden. They actually rebuild it every, every year. year. It's amazing. I, I've heard of it before, yeah. and I was just stunned when I realized that's where some of these pictures were shot. I was too. And yeah, the idea is fascinating. We, yeah, obviously we went and we both looked up the same information. So the hotel is rebuilt every year, and then I guess they have a different architect, and they do different styling, different years. It just seems really interesting. It's supposed to be a, a completely green project because the ice because the old hotel just melts away when the season is over it sounds really interesting and it's incredibly popular too they have i think they said fifty thousand guests every season or something like that so amazing photography just beautiful (laughs) settings and when i looked at it the first thing i thought was this is like ice queen clothing and one of the things the author says in her foreword and i thought that before i read the foreword she said, let me find the quote I wrote down, snow and ice were her inspirations, woodland spirits and ice princesses. Oh, and I there thought, you aha! Go. So there you she go. definitely yeah. conveyed to me what she was trying to convey. I wanted to see more of the hotel in the photos. I did too. It <laughs> because, made me want to go look. Yes, because once I looked it up, just like you did, obviously, and I found out a little bit about the hotel, then I had to go back to the book and I looked at it again and I was looking for pictures that showed more of the hotel and I was kind of disappointed that there weren't about half of them are just outside yes there are definitely outside shots yeah. too to give that woodland spirits yeah. or spirit yeah so look. I guess that's part of it too yeah but. it's part of the styling I think overall styling of the book which the book itself has 36 patterns and they're in three categories which are color based there's natural white gray and beige and all of the patterns use Marks and Catton's brand ecological wool yarn right. in two different weights. There's the worsted weight and eco baby weight. So they're all based on that brand of yarn and those three natural colors of that brand of yarn. Right, right. And I think the Marks and Catton's is distributed by Swedish Yarn Imports. I tried to look that up and it looks like Swedish Yarn Imports imports the marks and cattens as well as some other swedish yarns and they distribute them i didn't even try to look up how to get (laughs) the yarn actually so well it was interesting because i hadn't seen it before and then i was also telling gail before she got here gail had the book with her and so i was trying to I, i looked at my notes but i wanted to visually review what the images of the patterns looked like and I looked on Ravelry and the reason I'm talking about this because I looked on for the yarn information too but I also looked for the pattern information and I was a little surprised to find out that as of today's recording date only one pattern from the book had been entered into the Ravelry database which is very surprising very surprising and then that one pattern didn't even have a photograph yet. Oh. So we'll be mentioning some names of some of the patterns. Unfortunately, I don't know when you, our listeners, will be able to see photos of them. I also went and looked at the Interweave Press website, and they had about, I think, six or seven 
images from the book, but they were really small and they weren't called out with the name of the pattern, not how patterns are called out in Ravelry nicely where you can find all the information about them. So I'm hoping that will happen at some point. The designer, Ingalil Johansson, has a designer page on Ravelry, but she did not, as in when I looked or that I could find, I don't think she had a user page. So she may not be oh. a Ravelry user, which may account for account the absence for, Yeah, I'm not sure how that would work. But she had a few other designs that she had created for, I believe, Marks and Catton's yarns, and they were up there. So what are your overall impressions of the patterns? So overall, after you mentioned the whole theme and every the theme, the Ice Princess theme, the white, the gray, I think it's beautifully photographed, very cohesive. As we both mentioned, it made me want to learn more about the hotel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think overall the patterns themselves, many, many patterns, they have everything you can imagine from garments to every accessory. They had gloves and mitts leg warmers and socks, a scarf, a couple shawls, a neck warmer slash cowl, sweaters, skirts, boleros, dresses, vests, and hats. Yeah. So pretty much anything you could want to knit, except for home accessories. Right. (laughs) You'll find them in this book. Right. And they're all, I would say, very casual. They... They definitely went, like I said, for that Ice Princess type of look Mm -hmm. with their models, Mm -hmm. which made me think young, which kind of made me think not my style aesthetic right but different pieces i can imagine wearing not styled the way they have them in the book perhaps right i i would agree with that i think that the book tends to be styled towards a younger audience unfortunately and a lot of the pieces especially the accessory pieces can go could be styled or worn by somebody of any age. But I think because the book tends to look younger, it might be overlooked for that reason. Yeah, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Because the patterns, they are beautiful. I would say overall they are minimally fit. So I'm not going to say they're, quote, loose-fitting garments, unquote, but they don't have a lot of shaping to them, generally speaking. So I think... They use some belts in the styling to make it look a little more fitted. They have a lot of layering in the pictures where the model will be wearing many of the knit garments all at once. Right. Which if I was in an ice hotel, I would too. Yes. (laughs) But I don't know. Well, this weekend I actually was wearing many of my hand knits all at the same time. But I don't know if that's as common necessarily. Yeah. The one that Gail and I both thought we would be interested in knitting is called short sleeve vest now the names that they use for the patterns are not real descriptive they're very generic they're very generic so short sleeve vest is pictured having a fringed version and a non-fringed version and it's a very basic layering piece you can wear it belted without a belt belted with different style belts of course and then the two photographs that i'm looking at right now they just have it worn with similar colored clothes and it's it's 
casual. It's nice. It looks like something that you could dress up, dress down, that kind of thing. Yeah, most of it, I think, you could either dress up or down. Yeah, I some agree. of it, you know, some of them have a lot of cabling. Some of them have a lot of lace. Some of them are very plain, straight-up stockinette. Yeah, there's a ribbed cap and wrist warmers, and we were kind of laughing because the name just says it all. Ribbed cap, ribbed wrist warmers, that's it. So something like that would be really good for someone who's just learning to knit in the round, perhaps. Very basic, round-and-round, rib stitch. She does say in the beginning, I'm trying to find the quote again, that a lot of the designs are intended for beginning knitters up to more advanced knitters. So oh, okay. regardless of your knitting experience, you will be able to find something to knit in the book. Right. I think even a lot of the dresses look like they would be fairly easy knits. Mm-hmm. Because the other pattern that I would consider knitting is the stockinette dress with garter stitch edging. Mm-hmm. It is a bell shape with a really full skirt, and it kind of... It reminded me of like Austin Powers type of yes, clothing. Yes, it does. It's also it's sleeveless and it would just be a really cute winter with leggings over a long sleeve shirt kind of garment. Oh, I'm looking at the wrong one. Yeah, that's a different this has one. Sleeves. Okay. There's another <laughs> similar dress that's in gray. The one I'm I was looking at was in the off white section. Oh, okay, okay. It okay. And it has a this little is cute flower dress embellishment with garter. Oh, they both have the same name. Oh, that's... Stockinette. Oh, that well, one maybe has it's... and buttons. That's the only difference in the names. Stockinette dress with garter stitch edging and flower. And this is stockinette dress with garter stitch edging and buttons. And buttons. Oh, goodness. Okay, so there's going to be probably a little bit of confusion over the pattern names because they are very similar yeah. even within the same book. But I like the charts. I like the layout of the book. I also like, even though it's only two particular yarns that they use they do give the the standard did you Mm -hmm. call it the yarn council yarn yeah yarn craft yarn council so it's worsted number four or something to that effect which i really do like craft yarn council is that what i said standards (laughs) standards yes the uh worsted weight is number four and the fingering weight is number two yeah the thing that i didn't like though there is no overall summary of each pattern so i had to really read through the dress pattern to try to figure out if it's knit in pieces or if it's knit in the round because it looks like there's a side seam but in the finishing section it just says that you seam the shoulder one shoulder so I really miss, that's something that I really like about patterns is they will say, you know, there will be like a paragraph summary in the beginning, knit from the top down with set in sleeve shaping and blah, blah, blah. You know, it gives you an overview of what you're going to do so you don't have to read through the pattern to look for the details. Or alternately, hopefully once the patterns are entered into Ravelry, then you'll be able to look at the tags. Yes, and, and or maybe they'll do a summary yeah. if it's in Ravelry, right. but it's they, right. it does not exist in the book. Right, so I think it's a fun little book. It's definitely worth giving it a look, seeing if there's anything in it that interests you. Yeah, and there are, like I said, 36 patterns ranging from just about every type of knitwear that you would put onto your body, and I think anyone could find something in the book that they might want to knit. Mm-hmm. So, Shades of Winter, again, by Ingelil Johansson and Ewa Andinson. 
if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Eva, probably. Oh, it's probably, yeah, it's probably pronounced differently. Yeah. Okay, so we have a little bit shorter episode for you this week. (laughs) I don't think we have any housekeeping other than keep the self-indulgent knit-along in mind to start on January 1st. (laughs) I'm already planning what I think I might want to cast on for that. I'm thinking the orange sweater. Oh, I haven't haven't thought about it yet, so I'm going to have to keep that in my plans, too. And maybe on your... Your holiday gift list. Right, right. Gift certificate. Yeah. And apologies if this episode has sounded a little disjointed. We've had to stop (laughs) multiple times because I have been coughing and losing my, not necessarily losing my voice. I'm getting over a cold and I just can't talk for very long without getting a dry throat today for some reason. And as you heard, I can't seem to get my words straight today. (laughs) So there's another disjointed part of the podcast. And the kitten has been attempting to involve himself in the recording proceedings but he's been entertaining for us (laughs) he's adorable okay thanks as always for listening and thanks as always for all the kind comments pms reviews etc we love you guys thank you so much for listening and happy knitting happy knitting you can find us on itunes at yarniacs podcast visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com We have a growing Ravelry group, and you can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs. Goodbye and good knits!